And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her KC. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably, and they can help you do a lot more than that. We love, we love Fullscale around here. We love to give them all of the kudos and all of the love for helping our entrepreneurs get their tech products out there into the world. So, so today, I am very, very honored to have with us one of my buddies, um, but this, this entrepreneur, I just, I admire her so much. Um, she has such a whimsical, you know, a whimsical business mind, which you don't often find in this world. It's a very, very odd thing. Uh, you know, Tiffany Bosserman, she is founder and owner of Cottontail KC and Cookies and Creamery. We're going to talk a little bit about that whimsical piece, but first things first, Tiffany, Thank you so much for joining us today. I am psyched to talk to you. Yes, man, it is an honor to be here. I mean, the guests that you all have had in the past, I am just so lucky to be a part of this, this crew here. So thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, so, so, so let's go ahead. I, I'm really interested because I, I, I personally, I've seen a couple of different pieces of your evolution. And so I'm going to mm -hmm. ask you to take us back and just kind of, kind of talk to us, you know, who are you? What do you do? Yeah. So my parents both were entrepreneurs. So for me to kind of go down this route as a business owner and an entrepreneur wasn't a big surprise to my family, but I really did not see that path coming. It kind of fell in my lap. I was uh, a former teacher. I was a middle school social studies what? teacher. Yes. I so my, that. so my passion for helping others and teaching others and public speaking is integrated into who I am as a business owner as well. So when I moved to Missouri, my husband's family is from Kansas city. I'm originally from Las Vegas. So go rebels. I went to UNLV <laughs> and <laughs> I, I could not find a teaching job. So I did some, you know, event jobs, marketing jobs, kind of found my footing and I got an amazing opportunity to work with uh, Kara Lowe. Do you know Kara Lowe, part of the KC yeah, Tech Council? Yeah. Council? She was a mentor of mine uh, when she was at Town Center Plaza in Leewood and she kind of gave me a marketing mentorship, you know, this um, chance to help plan events by her side and we needed something for the kids area, right? I have a huge sweet tooth. I would eat M&Ms for breakfast if my husband would let me, but I thought, why not cotton candy? Let's see who's doing cotton candy in the Kansas City area. And this was a little over five years ago now. No one was doing it. No one was doing a, a high-end, you know, high-scale kind of version of cotton candy. So yeah. I got a machine, said, 
you know, why not me? Let's give it a go. And within four months, I was making more with cotton candy events, party favors, celebrations than I was at town center. So I decided let's go for it. I, I knew I wanted to start my own business. We were kind of thinking maybe a food truck or something like that, but um, the startup cost was so high for a food yeah. truck. So yeah. cotton candy events and catering, that was something we could handle and almost, yeah, five years, it'll be, in April, it'll be five years. Sorry, but at April 2022, 20, it'll be five years that, that we've been in business for cottontail well, cotton candy. Yep. And I, and I love that. I love that question that you asked, because I think so many entrepreneurs, like that's kind of the, the genesis of, of what entrepreneurs do. Why not me? You know, if I, if I have this idea and I see a need and I see a problem to solve, I'm the best person to solve it. Why not me? You know, right. and, I, and I love that, that hope that, that, you know, is implied in that statement, but I also love kind of that can do spirit. Like right. here is this thing, here's this problem, this challenge that I want to overcome and I'm going to do it. I am empowered to do it. So I just, I think that's super awesome. Yeah. Well, so, I have to tell you, I was lucky because I had people around me that believed in me and cheered me on and not a lot of people have that. So yeah. I like to be that for other people. That's why I am so passionate about helping other entrepreneurs, because if you're going to blaze a trail, if you're going to climb a mountain and be the first one there, like you need to help the people behind you, you know, climb that same trail and climb that mountain. So I, that's why I'm, I love mentoring. I love, you know, that teaching piece that I talked about. I, yeah. It, it all works yeah. together now. I'm so happy. Well, and we're, we're definitely, we're, we're definitely going to talk about that startup community that you kind of build up around you. But, but the, the, the next thing that I actually want to ask, and this is coming from my personal knowledge of your endeavors, but so, so you have this, this cotton candy machine, this, this cart, I, I, I remember the cart very, very well and very fondly. Yeah. And you're creating these cotton candy flavors that are, they are, um, they're very creative. Where did those ideas come from? Yes. Yeah, so that's another part that I'm really proud to support other small businesses, other minority owned businesses. I source my sugar from one gal in Bakersfield, Bakersfield, California, and one gentleman in Atlanta. So I don't mix my own sugars right now. Maybe I will in the future, but it's a very long process that at the time, at the moment with three little boys, I just don't have time. Yeah. So I buy my sugar from others, but their list of possible flavors are so long. So I curate and really pick what do I want to have my guests experience. So I kind of curate that cotton candy experience for them and then offer, you know, seasonal flavors, about 20 or so flavors um, at a time. So it's been fun kind of tasting them and seeing what's good, what maybe wasn't the right fit for us as a company. And sure. then being able to offer that at events. Well, I got to tell you, so, so the French toast flavor, mm -hmm. I think I've tried, I've tried several, I haven't tried all of them. I think that would be really difficult to do. Um, and I just don't even know that my, my blood sugar could handle it, <laughs> but I definitely tried the French toast and I, I loved it. It was so tasty. Yeah. So, so talk to us about, about cookies and creamery, because that, that's a part of your evolution. And I want to hear right. more. Right. We opened our first brick and mortar ice cream shop in May, 2021. So here we are. 
uh, our first brick and mortar. And we decided to do an ice cream shop because Cottontail was really kind of taking over our house. We were outgrowing just being a, a, you know, a catering model where we would go on site and then, you know, be done. People were asking us, where can we buy your cotton candy? Where can we come see you? All these things. I never had an answer for that. Um, we wanted to have a brick and mortar so that we could have a home base for Cottontail so that we could direct people to a place where they could actually have it retailed and have the cotton candy packaged somewhere. And we knew a cotton candy store couldn't stand on its own. So ice cream has been the number one selling dessert in America, you know, for the last hundred years or more. So we really? knew I, I didn't oh yeah. Know that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Um, and of course, during the pandemic, the dessert segment has been doing phenomenal. And of sure. course the alcohol segment. You were eating your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we knew that dessert was be a great choice and ice cream was what we wanted to do. Um, I want to do a huge shout out to Altcap for believing in me and giving us the funding and the opportunity to be able to uh, really live this dream and having that brick and mortar. And a huge shout out to Lane Four, who owns Red Bridge Shopping Center, where we are. And they gave us the opportunity to um, have that lease in that store and also believe in us. So it's been a huge blessing to um, all, you know, going back to the Kansas City community again, you know, these local people who believe in me and trust me to do this. So it's been a, and a wonderful experience. Yeah. And we're, yeah, we're in the Red Bridge Shopping Center right next door to Crow's Coffee and Red Bridge Barrio. And of course, in the same parking lot as the new Wonderscope, Wonderscope Children's Museum. Yeah. Well, and so so just so our, our global worldwide listeners know, which we, we have a lot of those, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about like Wonderscope Museum is extremely well known in the Kansas City area. And we've right. got, you know, all of these, um, you know, you're talking about Altcap, which is short for Alternative Capital. They do an amazing job helping to fund entrepreneurs in the Kansas City area using um, some very creative ways, honestly, like uh, crea creativity is all about this process. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just just so just, so you know, Tiffany has really, I guess, um, taken advantage of or, or leveraged a lot of the resources and a lot of the people and a lot of the uh, the tools that are out there to to build this the, these brands, you know, first with Cottontail KC and then with Cookies and Creamery. So, so just know that you know as she's talking, there's there are some amazing institutions behind what Tiffany is doing. Oh, absolutely, so, yeah, yeah. So, so that leads me to our next question, and, and and one of the things that I have noticed that you have been absolutely phenomenal at. Um, you know, you, you haven't been on the Kansas City entrepreneurial scene, like in the grand scheme of things, it hasn't been that long. Right. Um, and that's not to say that you're not an expert and you're not, you know, kicking ass at what you're doing. But, um, you know, I mean, there are people who have been building businesses for, for decades mm -hmm. um, and, and you've seen this kind of meteoric rise. So I, I think a large part of that and one of the things that I just I adore most about you is how. Well, you're very personable. You're very, you know, you're you're a wonderful person to be around. You have great energy, but you have created this family mm -hmm. around you, you know. And 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 I mean, I, I you, you given that shout out to Altcap, like the Altcap family, and you you've pulled in the Innovator family, and you just mm -hmm. have all of these uh, individuals who you you have taken from acquaintance 
to brand advocate, strong support. Uh, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. So, so tell us, first of all, um, tell us about your startup family. You know, how did it, how did you get started there? How do you feel about it? I, I, tell, tell us anything you want, but I want to talk about your startup family. Yes, I, I really do have to say it all goes back to this incredible small business ecosystem that exists in Kansas City. Uh, for the worldwide audience, for them to understand how special Kansas City is and the unique community and support that is here is just phenomenal. From being from Las Vegas, understanding that community and that culture in Las Vegas, that same, in my opinion, that same ecosystem does not exist it, as it does here in Kansas City. Sure, there's small pockets of support and you know great you know, groups that support each other and that's awesome and they're doing their thing. But when I came to Kansas City, it was as a group, you just find people who are ready to cheer you on, to help you, to support you, to show up for you in a big way when you're right, I haven't been on the scene very long, but I think the real key is putting yourself out there and asking for help. I personally am passionate about LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. And a lot of people think, why are you on LinkedIn? You're a cotton candy lady. You're, you're, you know, you own an ice cream shop. Like that's so bizarre that you find that platform helpful to you. Well, I think that finding places where you really can have um, that community of people that are also in business, but are also, you know, passionate about meaningful connections, not just networking and being like, you know, okay, here's my number, like, uh, you know, sell, sell, sell in the inbox or whatever. Like, I'm not about that. I'm about like, okay, we connected, like, I want to know you, like, let's, you know, now it's more like you want to have a Zoom coffee, but getting together and getting to know people and understanding their story. Um, I really intentionally get to know people. And I think that has been the secret sauce too. Um, so grateful for all of the people that have given me chances uh, to work with me and to hire me. And we have our biggest, uh, I always ask when someone asks, you know, to hire Cottontail, how'd you hear about us? The number one reason is word of mouth. It was a family member, a friend, someone that worked with us previously. So we really, our reach is organic. It's more grassroots effort that people are hiring Cottontail and now coming to Cookies and Creamery. We don't spend a lot on, you know, paid marketing or anything. It's been a huge blessing and it's all thanks to this community. But as far as like the friendships and um, other small business owners in the area, uh, I just reached out and I, I reach out. If they hire me, then I, I go and I spend time getting to know them. And um, some of my first friends in the in the Kansas City community are um, Abby, who owns um, Lady Buy and Coco in Brookside, and now Kate in the uh, River Market. She has been a mentor to me and just so amazing. Um, of course, Chrissy at Restoration Emporium. Um, a lot of uh, yeah, amazing. a lot of really really strong Kansas City based businesses that you've kind mm -hmm. of built your tribe around. Yes, they would you know, in a heartbeat, do whatever I need, to, like to be there for me on the phone or in person. I mean, these gals are amazing. And then, like the icing on the cake is the Innovate Her community, where Yay. I could be safe. I could get in there and feel safe about asking a vulnerable question about if I need help, if I need a recommendation. 
I mean, you know the stats, the activity and the engagement in that group is unheard of in Facebook groups. I honestly think I get on Facebook just to either be in that group or to like check in and see if I can help someone who's posting in that group. I mean, it has been this real serious community that has stood by me. And as a solopreneur, you I can feel really alone. And being having a group of people around you that I'm getting chills right now who support you, who cheer you on, who could be there for you, who know what you're going through, who are like in the trenches with you. That means everything. So it has been super powerful. That's, that's amazing. Well, so, so I want to talk to you a little bit about tactics. So, because, you know, I've mentioned it before, but you're, you're a very engaging individual, but when you are looking to intentionally form a relationship with somebody, like you've seen somebody around, you know, the socials and you're like, Hey, that's, that's somebody who might be able to help me on my journey or somebody I might be able to help. Cause I know that that's how your heart, mm-hmm. your heart goes. You want to, you want to help where you can. What are some of the things that maybe our, our listeners, uh, what are some of the things that they can do to kind of create intentional opportunities for relationship building? Yes. So first of all, to, in my opinion, to get on anyone's radar and this, I'll, I'll speak to LinkedIn, I guess, is, you know, yeah. connect, do a personalized invite. Uh, I don't do a quick click. If I'm serious about getting to know this individual, I'll personalize the invite, use their first name. So they know it's not copy and pasted. Sure. Hi, Christine. I was so, you know, thrilled to find you here on LinkedIn and do a genuine compliment. I love how you're involved with this group. I also try to find common ground if you can in that first invite. If not, you could do that in the comments later. Um, I was so thrilled to know you work with this organization. I do similar work over here. I would you know, love to be connected with you on here. Leave it. Don't do a hard ask. Don't do a, anything slimy in the personalized invite. Yeah. Then, um, and this, is, this takes long, this is a long game. This is not a short game thing to really intentionally form a relationship with someone. Go on their posts, interact in the comments. That's super important. Just don't like, um, do genuine interaction, ask questions so that you can try to get a response from them and then do genuine compliments as well. Um, and, the, and then just kind of, you know, check in depending on how quickly you want to form a relationship or a network with this person, whether it's daily or weekly, you know, you can kind of set that to be what it is. But I, I have, um, you know, a few people on LinkedIn that pretty much no matter what they post, they're at the top of my feed anyway. So I'm commenting, liking, interacting, and, uh, you know, helping where I can too. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's just been, it's a really, a really fun process, but being authentic, I think is the number one thing and not, <sighs> of course, maybe there is a goal to, you know, have them help you eventually, but don't make that the first thing you're going to be about. The you goal need to... is to get to know someone, not, oh, to, yeah. ask, not to get them to help you. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Get to know yeah. them. And, and, and that's a, a fun process. I think, you know, finding that common ground, yeah. really understanding who they are. And I, I just love hearing stories. I, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts and documentaries about just individuals and that's just something interesting to me. So I, I really enjoy that part. Yeah. 
Well, well, it is very clear that you do. Um, you've had you've had something of a, a meteoric rise here here in Kansas City, and I know that your network is is wide and deep and long. Um, you know, we're we're talking today about kind of building your your. I, so I like startup squad. Like mm, I, I think I like that's, that. that's the phrase that I'm going to use. Your startup squad. Um, but you know, your your startup family, the people who are going to become your greatest supporters, champions. Um, I will, you know, I do want to break in real quick and say that if you are looking for a strong team to help you build technical products, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io. They they can help you build that team. They can build you, they can help you build a team of people who are ready and willing to help you get the job done. And, and they can do it quickly. They can do it affordably. Um, I know personally so many entrepreneurs that Fullscale has, has helped and, and I, I just love hearing those stories because they do a really great job helping people find support and building building teams and, and helping to build technology for the entrepreneurs out there. So definitely check them out, fullscale.io. Um, and and, and I, I think that you actually share something in common with Fullscale, Epiphany. Um, you have, well, you have a gift for identifying people who will, again, become your supporters, become your, uh, they're going to become your, your champions. And so I want to ask, like, you said something a little earlier that I thought was really, uh, really profound and we didn't spend enough time on it, but like, sometimes you have to ask for what you want and what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so talk to us about that. Like when you are, you're building these relationships with individuals and you're, you're, you're creating brand advocates. I just quoted for folks at home, uh, <laughs> did the air quotes, <laughs> but you're looking, you're, you're creating brand advocates. Um, how do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you ask people, Hey, I'd really appreciate your support. Well, I think that first it can come in a, generalized question if we're, again if we're going back to linkedin i just was thinking about something the other day and i thought geez should i direct message this person or should i put it in a general question as a post on linkedin and then in the comments i could be like hey what do you think and tag someone and that way it's not like i'm in the inbox and i'm just like waiting for their answer and then like really upset they didn't answer me but if it's in a public forum they might feel a little pressure to respond but but then also like, oh, well, they were just asking everybody. So I can, you know, give my two cents and that's not a big deal. So kind of not putting the spotlight on them. Um, I guess it depends on the seriousness of the question too. But I think that <clears throat> at the really the heart of people in general, they want to help others. So sure. giving someone the opportunity to help you also kind of makes them feel good. Say, hey, yeah. I, I respect you so much. I really value your opinion. What do you think about this? Or I would love your thoughts on this. I was thinking about doing this. What do you think? And just leaving it a little bit open-ended, um, giving them the opportunity to say, oh, well, I was thinking this and brainstorm. I love bouncing ideas off other people. I know it's just me. So I have to have other people helping me uh, to really get stuff done. So I've become used to, you know, critical feedback, getting opinions from others and knowing not to take it personal. I used to at first, don't get me wrong. I used to be really hurt sure. when someone would say something. And now I'm like, you know what, this is a great opinion. I can pick and choose what I need out of there. And then I can move forward better for it. So 
that's that's kind of how I have uh, discovered what works best. I love that. Well, and I, and I think that you kind of hit on something, but I think one of the, or at least I've found that one of the things that's been really helpful to me is getting really specific mm. with people. So, so there's this, just, there's a statistic out there and I, I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure if you Google, it'll pop up, but um, you know, if you ask people to help you, it actually mm -hmm. makes them like you more because people appreciate authenticity and vulnerability and yeah. what better way to show both of those things than by saying, I need help. Right. But I do like one of the things that I've found is that being specific in help, like it's a very different thing to say, Hey, can you help me promote this event versus, Hey, would you mind posting on your LinkedIn? You know, here's some, some information that I would love for you to share. Can you do it over the course of the next couple of days? And you're giving people like a very Ooh, clear roadmap. That's good. To, this is specifically how you can help me. Cause I think that often people get really like, they get overwhelmed when, when there's this, open promise of help or open ask of help out there. They're like, well, but what do I do? What can I, like, how can I plug in? I don't really know. So, so I found that like getting really specific with people uh, has helped me in my journey. And, and gosh knows I have, I've had a lot of help along the way myself. So yeah. I, just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that in there. Like get, get specific. Great. Don't be afraid to ask, but when you do get specific with it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I mean, and that's, that's a really great way to, to build a startup family, like create a collective and it's, it's what innovator tries to accomplish, but create right. a, a collective of people who are invested and ready to champion each other and help each other. Um, so I got to ask you this, you know, I, I'm really curious, but how do you think having your, your startup squad or your startup family, how do you think that's helped your mental health? Because you said oh, wow. something really mm -hmm. profound earlier. You were talking about the fact that, you know, as an entrepreneur, often you feel alone. Yes. And it's, it, it can be a very scary, very stressful, very lonely time. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, it, I am a huge um, advocate for mental health and um, just talking about it and not having it be like, you know, um, you know, yeah, having that stigma on it to not talk about it. I, I, yeah personally struggle with anxiety and depression and have for many, many years. So I just recently started more openly talking about it, which I think has been really, really amazing because then, and then, okay, so I'm going to talk two points. One, my Instagram family is mostly the guests that we serve and the clients that I've had. And then LinkedIn is my business community where my peers more like. So yeah. on Instagram, if I talk about mental health, I'll have people you know, in my DMs, be like, oh, that's me too. Or yeah, that's, oh, thank you for sharing. And that's really cool to have that relationship evolve with those people. But then also on LinkedIn, where people, I, I just love being my business self on LinkedIn. It's so wonderful to have that community too. So it has saved me. Like I, I almost want to say literally, but it, it has saved me being able to have the community, um, my business community on LinkedIn and my my entrepreneur friends, being able yeah. to talk to them about when I'm having a down day, when I'm spiraling down real quick and I need someone to call me, like I need to talk to someone right now and then yeah. they can be there for me or whatever it is. If I need a problem solve and I'm like, this is, I'm overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed very easily. So being able to talk through someone, I'm like, okay, and they can help me like prioritize like, okay, what do we need to get done today, Kif? What can we work through? What, what are some strategies? And then also 
um, my therapist. So talking to someone like a professional can also help with stress and overwhelm. So I think it's like this big puzzle and there's a lot of pieces, but the big piece in the middle is definitely my entrepreneurship uh, community and my, my friend group who, who just, here's my air quotes, who get it, who get it <laughs> with, the, <laughs> sure. with the business stuff and the stress stuff um, for it. So yeah, no, I think it has been a huge, huge lifesaver. Well, and I, and I love that you talk about that so openly because 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 here's the thing, like if you look at the Cottontail KC and if you look at the Cookies and Creamery brands, like, I mean, we're, Tiffany, you're selling candy and you're selling yeah. ice cream and you're selling cookies and popcorn and all of these really fun things. And so you have like, you know, really colorful logos and brand colors and like you look at your your social media and everything is very like i said earlier like it's very whimsical and it's fun and it's attractive mm -hmm. to the eye and, and and what what so many don't realize i think is that like we as entrepreneurs we are so eager to put that positive face on yes. things like you could as, as the owner of these two brands, you could say, oh, hey, you know, we have this super fun brand, so I'm just going to make everything I talk about super fun. Um, you know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs who talk all the time, like who who hasn't heard, oh, you're killing it. Hashtag, well, we're killing it. Hashtag yeah. killing it. We're hustling. There's this very um, pervasive idea that as entrepreneurs, we can't talk about the things we struggle with. Mm -hmm. and, and the fact is entrepreneurship is fucking hard. Yes. Like it's just really hard. It yep. is one of the most glorious things you will ever do. It is also one of the things that will suck out your soul some days <laughs> yes. and make you want to die. Yep. <laughs> and, and there's, there are very few days where you're like in the middle, you're like, you're either, this is great. It's like a very roller coaster journey. So and so true. I think that like the fact that you acknowledge that, not only that you acknowledge that, that you acknowledge it, you talk about it, but as a coping mechanism, you have surrounded yourself with people who've done it before, who understand your story, who care about you as an individual, who care about Cottontail and Cookies and Creamery as a brand. Like, I just think it's really powerful that you have found yourself not only, you know, two businesses, but a platform to discuss some yeah. of these really important issues. Like, that's yeah. beautiful. I, I, I count it a privilege to be able to speak on these things. And, um, and like I said, don't get me wrong. This has taken years for me to have the bravery, but bravery is contagious. So when I got yeah. to see other, you know, high level, you know, gals and shout out to Kylie Nichols from Nickel and Suede, who is super open about her journey with mental health stuff. I mean, I am just surrounded by other incredible entrepreneurs in Kansas City and beyond too, of course, but um, I'm very inspired by the people in Kansas City. And so I think to myself, like it, it needs to be talked about and I, and I can do it. And I need to speak about these issues about, um, and, and especially like suicide and these other mental health issues that again, not a lot of people talk about, but there's people who aren't here that I need to speak up for. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really important to me and I'm excited to still kind of figure out that journey and where it's leading, but I know that I'm on a really good start and I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I, I, I love that you acknowledge that it's a journey. I don't think you have to have all of the answers, but I love mm -hmm. the direction and the path that, 
that you are on. It's been really, it's been really inspiring to see because I, I, I think you're right. I think that when you share your struggles and when you share your stories, you give others permission mm-hmm. to do the same. Uh, particularly, I'm just going to throw it out there, like particularly as women, like I think we're conditioned mm-hmm. to not talk about our shit. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know that everybody thinks that women talk all the time, but like we, we put it when we're in our business self, we tend to put a happy face on it because yeah. otherwise we're too emotional. Uh, and so, so anytime I see a woman owning, owning her stuff and owning her feelings and understanding that I am a complex human being who happens to be an entrepreneur and yeah. honoring and acknowledging that, like, I think it's really, really crucial and it's really cool. And I, I think that you, you know, you talk about your, inspir- you, you talk about your inspirations a lot, but I think that you in turn are inspiring, you know, that next generation or that next wave to, to open up and share the struggles and ask for the help. So, so that's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, thanks I for do, saying that. Yeah, absolutely. I do, I do want to touch on something and, and, and it's, it's only because I've seen you kind of, you've messaged this, um, but you know, you, you are not just a woman. We, we talk about our intersectional identities a lot on uh, the Startup Hustle podcast, particularly my episodes, because it's one of my faves, fave <laughs> topics. But let's talk about the fact that, you know, your journey, you're, you are a woman of color and your journey has been, it looks a little different than, mm-hmm. say, my journey or, you know, the the white cisgender heterosexual man down the street. Like, yeah. I, I want to talk to you a little bit about that because I think I have noticed that um, your identity is very important to you. And that's something that you message as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud to be a citizen of Cherokee Nation. So I, and you're so right about the journey because everyone's identity journey looks different. So I want to, I want to honor that and respect that too. So mine, um, my dad is white. My mom is Cherokee and Mexican and my parents divorced when I was really little. And it actually happened that my dad raised me. So mm-hmm. when I, when my parents were together, so from birth to six, I had long hair. I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, it, I do get so emotional sometimes talking about it, but. Oh, I, I didn't mean to make you emotional. <laughs> no, no, it's so good. I'm giving, it's you, I'm giving you a mental hug right now. <laughs> Thank you. But just the same way was with like the mental health topics too. Um, it's something that I've been talking more about because it's important to acknowledge this. Um, just because someone doesn't look a certain way, right, doesn't necessarily mean they aren't of a certain identity or uh, background. So, um, <clears throat> so I always had moccasins. I always had like beadwork and little pouches, and my hair was long. And, and my mom always put it in braids every day with like leather wrapped around it. I went to powwows. I had my shawls and I danced in the powwows. Like my very beginning of my life was very integrated with native culture and history. And then when my parents divorced, my mom moved two states away and I got to see her a few times a year, which is great. But that part of my heart, I felt was just like ripped out. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, have that really um, part of my life much anymore. Yeah. So now understanding that as an adult and realizing there is so many, and this can be for another time too, but just now I'm realizing, okay, I can, I can talk about this more. I can find my community group. There's a Kansas city Cherokee nation 
group on Facebook that I'm a part of and being involved with. Um, love, you know, Lauren from High Desert Turquoise who sells native yeah. jewelry. And so I'm wearing uh, earrings from her. So having that understanding and, um, and that community and then being able to now understand the, the murdered and missing rates for native women in yeah. some states are 10 times higher than that of a white woman. It is, it's a, it really is an epidemic of, of missing and murdered na native women. So I'm now training. I'm going to say it out loud because it's real. When you say it out loud, I'm training for a 5k, uh, to be able to, to talk about that and raise awareness about that issue and the native, sure. you know, that, um, anyway, all about to say that is a journey. Yes. And I'm very, very proud that I am native and, um, excited to, you know, help other native women or in, anyone in the community that says, you know, I'm not sure if I can do it. You can do it. And I'm so, um, proud to be, you know, a small part of that, you know, story for someone, hopefully one day and representation matters. And I'm just, and that's yeah, part, part of it. Representation matters for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah, we, and we, it, we firmly believe that. Yes, uh, it sure does. <laughs> Well, so so I, I I mentioned that, and, and thank you so much for sharing so beautifully. But I, I wanted to mention that because I think it definitely kind of it it just pieces back to, to what we've been talking about: finding your your startup family, your startup squad, whatever, like the people that you surround yourself with. You lead with authenticity. And, and I've noticed that, you know, you, you could hide behind your brand and be like, everything's unicorns and puppies and sprinkles, yay. <laughs> but you don't, you talk about some hard things and you share that with your community. And I think that that empowers people to want to, to be a part of, of your, your squad and your family. And I, and I love that. Like it just, it, I don't know. I, I hope to our listeners at home, my hope would be that you have safe places and the ability to share of yourself on this entrepreneurial journey. Like, I just think that's crucially important. If we're going to, if you're going to start a business and you're going to do it well, there's no such thing as compartmentalizing. You don't get to put it away when you go home. Um, you know, no entrepreneur does if they're doing it right. So, so why would we be expected to hide away pieces of ourselves? Yeah. So, so I just wanted to, I wanted to acknowledge that and I wanted to honor that. And I think it's super cool that that is the, again, the path that you have chosen and the path that you're walking on. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, can I say one thing about the, um, you know, finding your startup squad about. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If leave, us, someone, leave us with some last words of wisdom. Yes. If you are inspired by someone, if you are looking for that squad, you, I encourage you to take the first step be bold. It just takes one message on LinkedIn or Instagram or anywhere just to say, Hey, I'm inspired by you. I'm watching you. I, I love what you're doing. And, and thank you for, you know, being this leader in the community or the leader in this segment, whatever that niche is that person is working in. And, and also if you're in a community and you're looking for that um, squad, you know, you can reach out and say, Hey, would anyone love to meet up, you know, once a week, once a month, whatever that time frame is and start your own community. You know, if you don't have a city like Kansas city, where you have innovate her or some other amazing Facebook group where you can, you know, go in there I and mean, be safe. Can all be innovate her. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what, I'm going to say it now. Maybe there needs to be an innovate her and more cities out there to be a safe place for these friends that are looking for it. But 
it, you know, you can make, make your own community. You can start something in your own community. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait on someone else to start it. You can do it sure. where you are and reach out. I love that. Be, be, so, so if we're, if we're going to kind of synopsize, we're going to say, be bold, be authentic. Don't be afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 I, and, and don't be afraid to share. Um, I, I love that. That's a big so, one. So we, we're coming up on the end of our time together and I have, I have a question and I actually like, you know what, what, here's my question. What is your favorite dessert and why do you love it? Oh, this is a good one. I have a favorite. I, I need favorite to know. Dessert. Like you have so many yeah. options available to you and they are all so freaking true. delicious. It's so true. <laughs> okay. So I have two. Uh, pretty much tied, but it depends on what mood I'm in. One is just a classic cookie. It can be a peanut butter cookie or a chocolate chip cookie. Um, I don't, okay. I'm not crazy about sugar cookies, but any, a classic cookie. It's like, I love that. It's my go-to. So and then my second, purist. I do love cookies. Okay. Okay. And, <laughs> or a, or a really good chocolate cake. Like Ooh. really well-made chocolate cake. And yes. I'm just <laughs> love those two things. That, that is a very happy time. So, so chocolate cake is definitely like that. That's kind of where I live that like donuts and chocolate cake are like my Ooh. two, my two dessert weaknesses. Yeah. Those are good. Well, all right. So, so I love you. And I feel, I was like, while I have her, I totally have to ask this. <laughs> Uh, you know, folks, we are, we're at the end of our time together. Tiffany, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Absolutely. I love it. Thanks for we having me. Absolutely. I, I knew we were going to have fun. Uh, we have to, we also have to say thank you once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by Fullscale, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Uh, if you are looking for more opportunities to engage with the Startup Hustle podcast, keep in mind, you can find us on Instagram. We do have a web series. If you haven't heard, we have a whole TV show all about entrepreneurship. You get to watch me make a fool of myself. Uh, you can go on YouTube, search Startup Hustle, and it'll pop right up. But myself and the other amazing founders, uh, we have a lot of fun week after week talking to you about building a business. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And folks, we are extremely grateful that you choose to spend this time with us week after week. We will catch you on the flip side. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.